If you're ready to create more wealth and success in your life than ever before, this podcast is for you. Robert Allen, New York Times bestselling author and real estate investing expert, has helped thousands of people learn how to accumulate wealth and multiply it quickly through real estate investing. If you're ready to move forward faster and create the wealth you've always dreamed about, then we have exactly what you need on No Money Down with Robert Allen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Creating Wealth. And we have our amazing mentor, Robert Allen, in the house. Thank you so much for coming today. Welcome. Let's learn something, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And today we're going to be talking about uh, getting started into real estate. Because here's the thing, like a lot of people are doubting of these crisis times that we're living. Should we invest into real estate? Maybe we should wait. So please tell us what got you interested into real estate out of all the many multiple streams of income? Well, myself personally, I saw a book in my brother-in-law's library and the book was called How I Turned $1,000 into a Million Dollars in Real Estate in My Spare Time by William Nickerson. He was the, the true OG from a long, 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 long time ago. And then I followed just the thought that he shared in that book on how to get started in real estate. I felt intuitively it was the right thing to do. And so I had about a thousand bucks left over when I graduated from college. And I said, well, let's go turn that into a million, And which I did. Eventually, uh, William Nickerson became a friend of mine. I was able to bring him to one of my seminars in Dallas and got a chance to reconnect with him. It It was really wonderful, to tell you the truth. Because it, that was the, kind of like the spark that got me started. And then I did it my own way after that. Um, he did a lot of fix-up real estate. You can see from these hands, I don't do lots of fix-up, okay? <laughs> I like to find highly motivated sellers who own great properties, who have personal problems, not property problems. And so that's how I got started in real estate. But it's, it's, not, it's not changed. Real estate will always be, always has been, the best investment for the average ordinary entrepreneur, period, end of story, it will never change. Why? Because real estate is essential. People don't live in parks. They, they <laughs> don't true. live by streams in America. They have a, a roof over their head, a mobile home roof, a apartment, a condo, a house. You know, they might live in a tent for a while, but they don't want to stay there. So the bottom line is everybody needs the product that we're, you know, inviting people to, to, uh, to buy. Now, the market is going to continue to grow. Uh, We know that right now there are just a little under 7.5 billion people on the planet. By 2020, that'll be at 400 million. We're we're gonna grow continually. Why? Because people keep having babies and they always need a a place to live. Brand new people joining forces together, creating little families. This is always gonna be with us for as long as you live. So as long as you live, Real estate will be your best investment, but it's not your only investment. You need multiple streams of income, but that's probably where you should start because it's easier for an ordinary person to buy real estate. Why? Because they understand it. They've been living in a piece of real estate for their entire life. That's right. And so they kind of go, they kind of get habituated to This is the way society works. Now, if I take you to the stock market, you go, I've never done this before. I mean, uh, mean, you got to be Warren Buffett to make money here. Mm -hmm. And Warren Buffett has an average rate of return of 22% over the last 60, 70 years. Mm -hmm. You know, wow, that's how he's a billionaire. But the ordinary person, think about this, the ordinary person who buys a property and holds on to it 
and lets it grow, the average rate of return to an ordinary person is about 20%. Oh, wow. And this is because of leverage, That's because you, you buy with the mortgages and you put a little down and, and then eventually it grows in value and then you fix it up and you increase. So ordinary people, you and me, we're, we're idiots compared to Warren Buffett. But he's the smartest person on the planet when it comes to investing in the stock market and in the businesses. He's smart. I'm not Warren Buffett. Neither You're not Warren Buffett. So do the smart thing. Get into real estate. You'll have the same rate of return that he has had over the last 40, 50 years or longer as you will have if you just buy and hold and rent out and pay off a piece of real estate, ordinary piece of real estate. Do it. Be That's smart right. like Warren Buffett. That's right. And I feel like the real estate world, it's so welcoming to everyone. It doesn't matter which country you're from. It doesn't matter what your educational background is. It always welcomes everyone uh, as long as they're willing to put in the work to find the deals that they need to succeed. But still, some people, they have uh, these fears and doubts when it comes to uh, times of financial instability. So why don't you tell us about your experience when you had your properties during the recession that happened in 2008? How did you handle that? Well, like everybody else did, we're all shaken up. Everybody was. The towers fall. You have this. This was in 2002. But the, when the towers came down, we were all shaken. When Lehman Brothers went out of business, we were all shaken. That's what happens in a recession. It shakes the weak ones out, <laughs> frankly. And the weak ones, they fall out and they lose their money. And then they probably never cure themselves. They have these scars from all these losses they've had, and they never venture out again. But a few smart ones, they go, let's see, America, how long will it last? Will it last the rest of my life, you ask yourself? Well, yeah, probably. Will it grow? Yeah, probably, even though it has its problems. Yeah, we, it does. But generally speaking, will it still be here? Will it still be a great country? 50 years from now, probably it will. Yeah. Okay, good. Then the recession just, it causes the weak ones to run. And it leaves all these properties just for nobody to buy except smart ones. Mm -hmm. This is when the smart ones buy. And where are we heading into right now? We're heading into another 2008. Not Probably not nearly as disastrous as 2008 was, mm -hmm. but it's the interest rates are going up. So it's forcing... The sellers who are on the fringe, the demand is on the fringe. And when the interest rates goes up a quarter percent, it knocks off hundreds of thousands of people who can no longer afford. If it goes up a half a percent, another couple hundred thousand people. And so the demand gets shrunken. It gets it's lower. In other words, if the demand weakens, then the supply goes up. And that's just plain economics, supply and demand. If there's more supply and there's weakening demand, prices must stabilize, stop spiking like they've been spiking, mm -hmm. and it's in some cases decline. And whereas maybe a year ago we were going, oh man, I wish I could get into real estate. Let's get in quick, hurry. There's a big line of people waiting. Let's, let's, put, let's put our offers in. Now it seems as if the tide has shifted. It's like, no, let's wait. Interest rates are going up even higher. That's going to hurt us even more. Well, that's fear. And as you heard me say in other cases, fear makes you stupid. By not acting at the best time to buy is stupid. And do you really believe what I just said there? Well, go back to 2008 if you were here on the planet 
and you lived through that experience, don't you wish you could go back now and buy another 10 properties? Mm, that's right. I, I, I had a friend of mine who was in Las Vegas. He was a realtor. He was selling houses for two, three, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000. And then 2008 happened, and his, his commissions went to zero because nobody was buying. Oh, okay. So he decided to retool and he said, well, these same houses that just six months ago I was selling for two, three hundred thousand dollars I now, people are giving them away for 30, 40, one-tenth of the price. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you got to wake up and you say to yourself, will this last? Will this be the way it is forever? Of course not. So he pulled some financial stuff together, got some partners that went out and bought a hundred houses. Oh, wow. Yeah, at 30, 40, 50,000. And now what are they worth today? See, oh. things have recouped their worth two, three, four, five hundred thousand. Talk about making fortunes. The same thing happened in 2000, in 1989. Mm -hmm. There was a, a savings and loan crisis where the savings and loans were popping up all over the place and lending out all this money that the government kind of created out of nothing for them to go buy property with. And so there were, there were people buying, building apartment buildings all over the country, using this free, cheap money. And then things changed. And all these apartment buildings, there was no demand for all these buildings that they were building. They were sitting vacant. You know, here we've got a 100-unit apartment building, beautiful, brand new. Nobody's moving into it because there's just too much supply. Mm -hmm. And so all these savings and loans went out of business like crazy, gave all the properties back to the government. The government had the Resolution Trust Corporation, which is just a fancy way of saying giving beautiful assets to smart people at rock bottom prices. That's what it was. And smart people came in and bought apartment buildings from these failed savings and loans. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. You probably don't even remember it, but they just, they gave away the, the farm, frankly. Did you buy then? No, you probably were afraid, afraid of the, What's going to be the future like? Well, you have to have faith in America. Fear is, fear is stupid. Just That's don't do right. it. And I feel like all of these uh, financial crises that we have seen throughout uh, America's history and probably also throughout the world, they don't last forever. They have a certain period of time that they're going to be well, active, but then after, and well, it depends on the investor, whether you want to actually take advantage of those awesome opportunities or just be scared and don't do anything. Yeah, um, absolutely. And if anything, I feel like the lesson that you learned is that no matter what time it is, um, like financial crisis or not, it's always a good time to invest in the smart way. Of yeah. Course. If you're looking for highly motivated sellers, exactly. which you'll always be able to find even in hot, hot, hot times. We've, we found great deals in hot times, but now things are cooler. Good. Great. More deals. We get to choose the best deals. Based on the financial instability times that we have seen throughout history, what are some things that you would do different knowing what you know now? How would I invest my time and money now if knowing what I've already learned in my lifetime? Yeah. Don't what wait to buy do real estate. Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. That's so right. buy two this year, buy two next year, buy two the year after that. Buy two after the year after that, buy two after the year after that. Keep buying. Just keep buying. Keep adding to your portfolio. Eventually, you have someone will manage it for you, and you can take your leave of managing. You probably hate to fix plugged toilets. We all do, you know, but <laughs> there's just some things you have to kind of live through. And then eventually, you'll take all of those apartment buildings and properties that are in residential real estate, and I'll tell you what you're going to do with it. This might be 30 years from now. You're going to go get better tenants. Where are the better tenants? Well, it's called triple net lease. A commercial building leased out to a, a 
triple high quality tenant, a corporation, a multinational corporation comes in and rents your property and a triple net lease. That means they pay all the taxes, all the, the makeup, the, the, all the, the everything. They pay it all. That's what triple is. And therefore, they just send you a check every week, every month, right? Well, you can either have an apartment building filled with the worst tenants you can get, <laughs> or you can have a commercial building on a triple net lease with the best tenants. And eventually, you'll find the best tenants. But you have to go through the worst tenants to get to the best tenants. Is what I would personally recommend. That's right, because one of the keys of real estate is that you go through kind of like a learning curve as you are investing. Yep. You get yep. to see certain trends. You get to see which tenants you're looking for, which deals you're looking for. But in the end, all of that knowledge prepares you to be the most successful investor. That's right. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Robert. And thank you to our audience. So now you know it. The time is now. Go invest into real estate because it's one of the most stable investments that you can have to generate the profits that you need to become financially free. We're going to see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.